you could go to Harvard and fail, whatever that means, whatever the definition of failure is. Um, yeah. but at the Ted end of Cruz the day, went to Harvard and he came out a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. He's probably a piece of shit before. Too. And he's stupid. He's still stupid. Yeah. He loves butter. <laughs> Carolyn's first words were, I love butter. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome back. Oh, wow. That was really ugly. <laughs> yes. Um, what? That laugh was also ugly. <laughs> um, that's okay. Uh, frequently I like ugly. your shirt. Thank you. I so I forgot to mention when Nick and I were in Boston, I went to my very first Primark. What is that? It's like a British H and M that there's a few here in the states, and I got the shirt there. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Riley entered the waiting room. Oh, now they're both in the waiting okay. room. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Let's oh introduce episode. Let's introduce episode real quick. Okay. This well, is... if they start texting you, it's not my okay. fault. Just let them in. <laughs> okay. This is Ely's first time meeting my friends, Robin and Riley. Yeah. I don't want to not let them in. <gasps> Hi, Riley. Oh my gosh. Hi, Hello. Riley. Hi. Oh, oh my God. Robin's God. Here too. You guys are Hi, beautiful. Robin. Oh, my God. Robin, your hair. <laughs> you look so good. <laughs> you guys hear me? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. I can hear Riley, too. I can hear all of you. This is excellent. Good. I have a really shitty little mic, and I'm sorry. That's okay. You it should, sounds. You should hold it like that guy on TikTok, how he holds his mic like this. I'm off of TikTok right now. <laughs> oh, okay. There's but. a guy. There's a guy on TikTok who does all these like film reviews and stuff, and he holds his microphone like this, and now it's become oh like God. a thing. Is it Zach? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Oh. I had an attempt at that. It didn't work out. I was like, uh, yeah, because Zach was in the microphone. Like, hi, my name is Zach. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Gonna- <laughs> um. Anyway, Robin, it sounds better if you lift it up to you. Hi. But- but you can you can do that like when you're ready to say something. You don't have to, okay. you don't have to hold it the whole time. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't sound bad when it's next to you though. So like if you have an impromptu moment, it's okay. Yeah. I'll try my best. Okay. Well, um, so we already started recording before you oh. we let you guys in. Yeah. So this episode 10, we made it to 10 episodes of our podcast. Yay, congrats. Oh, thank you. This is and- the only podcast I listen to. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I love that. Thank you. Um uh yeah, I love how early on you were like giving play by plays in a group chat that made me really happy. I'll I'll go back to it. I just you know <laughs> things got crazy. Yes, it's okay. Um so we have a lot of first this episode. This is our first time having not one guest but two. And this is Ely's wow. first time meeting my pals Robin and Riley. Woohoo! Hello, yeah, pleasure to meet you. <laughs> it's so lovely to meet you guys oh my god who's behind you this is shuri she's like the end of the night icon as she gets really restless um towards the end of all of our episodes so she's She's our unofficial mascot i love her yeah i love her she might be making noise at some point but we welcome it give her yeah it's fine she's very tired i (laughs) do not give her a mic actually because she will Let take it and speak. literally run with it. Like literally. I want to hear what she has to say. <laughs> She's eating something now. Yeah. Story she'll of say, my life. She'll say something at some point. Um, 
but anyway, so this episode we're talking about college, and I guess I should talk about <laughs> how I know Robin and Riley, which is from college. We all used to work together at the at the cinema. It was we were all a big family. Yeah, yes, on campus. Yeah, and I love you guys. Love you too. I love you. That was the best job I've ever had. For real, I me too. I would I would work that job for the rest of my life if it paid a living wage. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, me too. That w- those were the days back at the cinema. I like that we're all friends from college, but we never, well, I guess Riley and I had classes together, but I never had a class with Zach. It's true. That's because you were in regular film school and I was in the film studies. You guys hated us. Well, the film school in general. <laughs> it's true. The film, the film people in general just have a distaste for film studies people. They thought we were pretentious. I there can see why. Rivalry. <laughs> little rivalry I didn't have it because I hate it because Riley and I were the types of people who hated the film school and the film studies school yeah we hated all of them both were terrible non-discriminatory <laughs> of course well, it's because it was a lot of men that were always dominating those rooms and conversations <laughs> we'll get to it Robin has a story that she's going to tell us that she put in the outline <laughs> um but where should we should we start should we start with uh, what we studied what we're in school for or are still in school for so the people know that's a good idea yes Ely where did you go to school considering you didn't go to a school that we went to oh I was like (laughs) (laughs) I went to Marquette University (laughs) also in Milwaukee okay rude um I'm in a lot of debt <laughs> okay, you got free tuition though. Okay, I don't like to broadcast that, but oh, I'm sorry. still in debt. <laughs> still in a good amount of debt. So that sucks. Um I went to Marquette. I started off in as a journalism major and then I transferred to uh be public relations with a focus in social media. And I had a minor in music. Oh dang. Why wow. not? <laughs> That's so much. That's so many things. <laughs> well, really educated <laughs> yeah um well I did not go to Marquette University I went to the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee with these other two broads where I studied as I described film studies I also got a degree in English because I wanted to have a job after school and he and still it, can't speak English Mm-mm. okay <laughs> I'm gay so that's probably why <laughs> um and right, I so you speak a- AAVE no, what? No, <laughs> no, I try and stay away from that. Um, but I also got a minor in women's and gender studies. Wait, I literally didn't know that. You didn't? I didn't either. <laughs> I don't think I knew that. I thought you guys did. Yeah, I got, I took like seven classes. Dang, good for wow. you. Mm-hmm. I know okay. all about women. Call me something sometime. Okay. <laughs> I took one of those classes and the discussions were wild (laughs) it was a class called sex and power and just every time it was just so much I can't even imagine people in that class I can't even imagine what the men were like in that class in sex and power yeah okay here's the thing though with like at least half of the classes I took a lot of them are GRE so a lot of straight men take them because they cover they check like three boxes at a time at least at UWM so there were a surprising amount of hetero white men in those classes that really just love to think they knew everything anyway Riley what did you study slash are studying um 
I studied film for a year and then I changed majors to special education and then I transferred schools but I'm still studying special education and I'm taking the semester off because online school is terrible and a waste of money yes yep we'll get to where that where do you too. go now where do you where where did you transfer schools to Wayne State University in Detroit Yes. Ooh. Oh, I already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking for the sake of our listeners. We frequently have to say things like that for the sake of the listeners, because we love our listeners. Yeah, they have to <laughs> all one of them. <laughs> okay, shut up. It's more than that. It's more than that. Robin, what do you study? Wait, uh, that was two different tenses, but you know what I mean. I heard, I understood. Okay. Um, Again, can't speak English. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> What did I study? I studied film and then I just did it the whole and then I graduated. <laughs> uh mine's not that interesting of a story. <laughs> I well, yeah. Doesn't have to be interesting. I think it's interesting. Well, thanks. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Oh my god. Thanks. Thanks y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I studied film well, film video animation and new genres is the department title mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i i really enjoyed your 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 final film oh thank you not final of all time but you know what i mean the, the senior i mean i haven't stuff. really made one since then. <laughs> <laughs> but um but thank you that was uh fun and stressful and i've truly repressed most of that year of me making it <laughs> As a lot of us do with just college in general. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Now that they know, what, where should we start? Who wants to start? Where do we start? I don't have a particular. I don't even remember what's on the outline. Oh, I have it pulled up right next to me I for reference. You, oh, because you have two screens. Mm-hmm. It's very helpful. Zach with the two. He's a techie. Oh, mm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I should just keep my second screen out for our game night tomorrow. We're having a game night tomorrow night. Healy. We get to meet. Can I say, can I say his name? Yeah. So, so they're meeting Nick because, um, I don't remember how this, how this shook out, but like, oh, I think it's because we wanted to have a game night because last week's game night got canceled. And I was like, well, I'm going to be with Nick. He could join us if that's okay. And they were like, yeah, but Healy hasn't met Nick yet. We need to, we need to set something up. Oh shit. That's gonna be crazy. <laughs> I'm so we're hyped. Both black. <laughs> exactly what I meant. Yes. <laughs> no. Um, I'm just I, kidding. That's my humor. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. N- please don't apologize. Don't apologize to the white people in the room. No, never. <laughs> um, right. I am very excited to meet Nick. If you're listening, Nick, I'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he will be listening to this after you meet him (laughs) if you're listening nick (laughs) that's a threat (laughs) i know okay anyway um well let's see robin and riley why don't we start with you because at one point you were both in the film program at the same time so i know y'all have thoughts about it about film school go off go off (laughs) Well, I want to begin by saying me and Robin lived on the same floor of the same dorm. I think next door, actually, like around the corner. 
That's right. I remember that. I think so. I like that. Really close. Really close. We both lived in the film living learning community <laughs> on the seventh floor yeah. of a Riverview. <laughs> um, yeah, which was a whole thing. That um, was an experience. There were like nine different guys named Sam who all lived there. So we had to be like, are you Sam number two or are you Sam number six? But for some reason that sticks out to me. There were like <laughs> 10 different Ben's too. Ben's, Sam's. Yeah. That's film school. Did you guys? Yeah, this could be a really good case study. <laughs> it could. Did you guys think that film school was worth it? No. I think that's kind of a an interesting question because oh um I think that there were elements that made it worth it like the people I met I wrote this in our my outline I met I would literally not be on this podcast if I hadn't met Riley and Zach (laughs) not that I met through film school but like I went to school for film and then I worked at the Union Cinema and blah 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 and then like I met my boyfriend living in the living learning community and you know other connections the job I just worked on I wouldn't have gotten if I hadn't met people through classes at film school but like the things I learned (laughs) I don't know if I think that those were like that valuable necessarily some things but also I had like horrible horrible experiences but I liked the work I did for the most part but I think that I could have gotten also into the film industry or whatever without school and yeah I actually had a professor in at Marquette I took like one uh, it was called business of entertainment so we learned like about the business as a whole But he was like, you guys, I went to film school and I came out of there and went into the film industry and I didn't learn shit about film. And so he was like, this is everything that I wish I would have learned in film school that I didn't learn, but that you actually really need to know. He like condensed it all into a class and it was really fun, but it really does. Like, I didn't realize how bad it actually was until you just said that. No, I learned nothing like actually related to the shit that I would like to actually be doing I think like I was just working on this show and I knew nothing and I learned I it was like I completely relearned how to do everything um and that was a like in terms of learning what I need to know a way more valuable experience the three months I worked on that show than the four years I was in film school Riley, did you change your major because of the film school itself or because you realized you wanted to do something different? Um, a little bit of both. So I was kind of interested in changing to special education after working um, in a first and second grade special education, well, not working, volunteering in a first and second grade special education classroom. But then also going to film school, I realized the thing I liked most was editing. And I can totally just watch like YouTube tutorials on editing. I don't have to go to film school and learn all this other stuff for it. And also um, I wanted to take a class with Cecilia Condit, who's like one of my favorite directors and she was teaching at UWM and I was registered to take a class with her and I needed some prerequisites, but I wanted to take it so bad. I like had to get all this paperwork signed and had to have her sign something. Um, so I was so excited, but then she retired early 
And I took that as a uh, that I should change majors. Ah, <laughs> uh, Cecilia. Yeah. That oh my god. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also just really want to say that the YouTube thing really resonates with me because I feel like that's part, like a huge element of the college experience is realizing that like 90% of what you're paying for you could just YouTube. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. half of the quizzes I took, I just like found the answers on Quizlet. That's how I got through music theory one and two (laughs) YouTubing instructors. (laughs) Yeah. It it sucks. Especially I think online classes, which kind of goes into what Riley was saying a little bit earlier. I think it's so easy to just like not retain any of it and just get by on the stuff that you can find online. And I've done that in every single online class I ever took. And I took like some sort of like online geology of the planets class. I could not tell you what we did in that class. Um, I really couldn't. <laughs> well, I'm interested in, cause Riley's the only one among us who's still in school. And I'm really interested in her talking about what it's been like during the pandemic to deal with online schooling. It's terrible. <laughs> When the pandemic first started, it was like pretty bad, but nobody, including the teachers, knew what was happening. So it was fine. We were kind of all in it together. The teachers were super lenient with stuff. So that was kind of fine. But then this previous fall semester, oh boy, um, I had five classes. Only two of the professors actually had like virtual lecture one of them posted videos and then the other two was just kind of like go learn um and I was paying full price for that yeah I truly don't understand I mean I do understand it's like greed and profit but the fact that hardly any universities and colleges have adjusted their tuition during pandemic schooling is just crazy to me like especially since that includes you know facility fees and all that junk that you're not even using during a pandemic it's crazy yeah. yeah. Like I can't even go to the library and like use the printers and stuff like that, but I'm paying as if I could. And the fact that like we people were overpaying before it all went online too. Like mm-hmm. so there there is a lot of room that they should be able to cut things down. And I remember when things came back during the fall semester or whatever at UWM, I was still getting emails from them. And um, they were selling like UWM safety packs where you could go online and buy. Um, it was like a plastic baggie with like one mask in it and like a thing of hand sanitizer. And I think it was like $40. No. Like, they are trying to just squeeze every last penny out of you. Um, and they don't care. Cause that's, you know, I mean, if they really wanted safety packs they would hand them out for free. Exactly. Not the $40 safety pack with one mask. <laughs> Eli's face says it all. The confusion. <laughs> that is insane. That sounds like something Marquette would do. <laughs> We're all but the also, right. Well, yes, 100%. And also I'm thinking about like how you said you're still technically, yeah, paying to use like library services and all of that and how they're literally furloughing or they did furlough a lot of those employees without any extra help or anything like that. And then they're still charging you for their services. Like, I feel like that's just doing the staff dirty. That's doing the students dirty. It's capitalism. Yeah. 
Capitalism is always the end of the theoretical sentence of this podcast. And I agree. Every time. <laughs> it truly is. I feel the weight of capitalism so hard. I know this isn't exhausted by capitalism. It's college, but there's- Oh, every episode is. Every episode is in the background. (laughs) So go off. Okay, I will. Uh, Fuck capitalism. I forget. Do you swear on this one? Oh, yes. Fuck yeah. Okay, excellent. (laughs) My mom doesn't like it. My mom doesn't like it. Sorry, daddy. But I don't really give a shit. Sorry, mom. Love you. (laughs) What? Your mom's listening? Yeah. Oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll love, love that. She'll love that. Anyway, you had some things to say about capitalism? I think I said it all. Just oh, okay. It. <laughs> I, feel, I feel it and I, well, I, I was, t- okay, I'll, okay. Can I segue into another point lower down on my? Heck yeah. I'll just freaking do it. Um, just like um, the, the how society is like structured in a way where you have by the time you're 18 or if you started school a year early like I did I was 17 when I started college and um so by the time I was 17 I was like I had to know exactly what I wanted to do and and enter college with the idea that I would be studying this one thing so that I can make money for other people really and you know I I hate the way (laughs) capitalism runs this society I should have practiced saying this shit earlier I'm sorry no 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 it's okay um we don't practice okay we thrive off of authenticity exactly this is authentic Robin (laughs) I mean it but yeah I don't know there's just something really shitty about the idea that um like literal children have to decide what they're going to do for the rest of their lives and then we spend like I don't know, 50 years or whatever doing it, that's a lot. Maybe it's 40, 40, 40, 50 years doing it. And then if we were successful enough, then we get to have like a comfortable comfortable existence at the very end. And um, and that sucks and that shouldn't be how it is. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you hate it a nugget right there? Oh, um, <laughs> yes, uh, that is true. Um, it, it is that's a larger problem with I guess just like societal thinking outside of the college experience but it plays into it because I think us growing up we were at that sweet spot of like you have to go to college like it you know they they define and by, and by they I mean like school administrators teachers our parents but they define success traditionally as like going to college so that you can get a nine-to-five so you can make a salary and then you could retire later down the line but now we're realizing that none of that is true. You know, like you can find success without going to college. You could fail. You could go to Harvard and fail, whatever that means, whatever the definition of failure is. Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz day, went to Harvard and he came out a piece of shit. Uh, yeah. He was probably a piece of shit before. Too. And he's stupid. He's still stupid. Yeah. He loves butter. <laughs> Carolyn's first words were, I love butter. <laughs> That's his only redeeming quality. Uh, truly, um, but but um, but yeah, like I've I've come to realize that, especially after college, I feel like I've learned this more when applying for jobs and other opportunities. College is really like, if you're gonna go to college, it's about the connections you make in college, and I'm not just talking about friends. It's like internships, programs you're a part of, your professors. Like that's what it's really about. Even like 
you know, the name of the school. And this gets more intense, like when you get into Ivy leagues and stuff like that, like just by saying, it doesn't matter how you did, but just by saying like, oh, I went to Harvard or, oh, I went to Columbia and, and by forming relationships with the people there, like that's what matters. And that's kind of what you're paying for. Yeah. Like, I will say that's like the one redeeming thing about Marquette in a way is that like, they were so internship heavy that it was like, you have to get an internship. You have to get an internship. And because of that, I feel like that's where I got all of my like worth it learning experiences. So I appreciate shout out to Marquette for making me have three internships. Well, they didn't make me have three internships, but they made me feel like I had to have three internships. So I did and it worked out. And I swear those internships and the stuff that I learned at the internships and like the, the, the finessing I was able to put to do on my resume is what has brought me this far as a professional. Damn. Well, well that just goes to show that like <laughs> experience is kind of the greatest teacher. Yes. And I'm sure we all feel that way. I mean, Robin was talking about it earlier. Um, you know, you don't have to go to college the same age. Like you can literally, especially more heavily in some fields than others, you could literally learn by watching YouTube videos, like, like Riley said. Um, so it's, it's weird. Cause I do think that college and the, and the, the clout that comes with it does uphold these capitalist ideas and these traditional ideas of success that still kind of permeate. Um, but I'm curious to see like over the next decade, as tuition prices rise and as we rethink what schooling looks like in the aftermath of this pandemic, I'm curious to see what, where it trends, um, so to speak. Can I say something kind of related, but it, just about the pushing of college? I'm just going to say Yeah. It. Yeah. Just um, say it. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much shit because I don't know who's going to listen to this, but, um, <laughs> but I went to a school kindergarten through seventh grade um, that was called Nova Classical Academy. And it was where you get a classical education and they're very focused on, yeah, I see your faces and you're correct. Uh, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's like a classical education, very focused on like preparing students for like the Ivy League experience. I left that school. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I could, I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And I didn't want to, and I'm really glad I didn't want to. Um, and I have a lot of family that went to that school and there were only one of us who made it kindergarten through 12th and graduated. That school just tore us, tore us all to shreds. But I know a lot of people who went to that school and like their whole thing was like, I got to go to an Ivy league school. And they, then they did. And then it's like, now I'm going to go to an Ivy league grad school and like, and I don't know, I'm just, for me, I'm like, that's cool. But I, I think there's academia is such a fucked up thing to dedicate your entire life to, especially like there's so much bias and like prejudice in, in academia, like the people who deserve to make it to the top are typically the ones, well, that can be said about any system but like the ones who deserve to make it to the top don't get there and then the ones who are at the top and do shitty things are just like protected constantly and um uh I don't know man well, well should we talk about that like the because I do think that's an issue with because obviously professors have come up through academia they spent 
a large part of their lives in it. And they're kind of, they're repeating that cycle, you know, cause obviously they, they, they get all those degrees to teach other people who get those same degrees. But with that often comes this little thing called tenure. And I know it can, you can get a lot of shitty professors who have achieved tenure. Um, or of course you can get shitty professors who haven't achieved tenure, but that safety net that is there enables a lot of toxic behavior. And I'm curious if anyone has had experience with that. I know Robin has had an experience and Riley also knows about this saga. <laughs> I most certainly do. Were you involved in it too, Riley? Did you have this professor? I forget. No, I dropped out of film school before he was like, he was there, but I don't think we were like like old enough we to take his class. classes. With him. He was like there, but like this was pre I could take classes with him. Yeah, I took oh. a class. I'll say it. Yeah, set then the scene. I was in a class called Zen and the Art of Filmmaking, which the title itself should have been a red flag that I shouldn't have taken the class. But um, it's like... It, it was promised to be like a challenge thing where you like every week you make a film and you collaborate. And then at the end of the semester, you put together like a film festival, uh, which sounds cool if you are taught how to do anything. <laughs> and, um, but that wasn't even the main problem. So this guy, um, I'll call him Taint because that's what his name rhymes with. Um, <laughs> And that's what he deserves to be called. Um, so Taint uh, enters our classroom and he starts teaching. And he's he decides to count off all the women in the class because um, he needed to point them out, I guess, um, for his lesson. So he's pointing to all the women and counting us off. And then he points to someone and he's like, gives them a number and then keeps going and then goes back to them and he in front of the whole class goes wait are you a man or a woman and <laughs> and there was like a silence and then this person was like oh I'm you know I'm a girl and then taint is like oh oh sorry you're, you you just confused me and then it keeps going and then he does it again to somebody else in the class and he's like wait are you a man or a woman and um so that wasn't a good starting point for me and Taint. Uh, no. Nope. Like, wow, this guy kind of sucks. <laughs> and um, when I told my mom that, who is a college professor, she teaches mute piano at its school in Minnesota. I love Julia. I just have to say that. Oh my God, thank you. I, she will not. I, 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 I hope she hears this, but I. <laughs> I don't think she knows what a podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> you can pass along the message. <laughs> I'll let her know. Okay. Um, but when I told her that, she was like, I mean, I would get fired. I would get fired if I did that. And I was like, and you, it, is anyone who does that should get fired. And, and that was just the first day. And it just kept fucking going. Like, oh my God, I don't even remember all of it. But it was just like, he was constantly saying the dumbest, like most offensive shit. And uh, and then like, not to mention, like, just like he had favorites he would choose. And then the people he did not like were like very clear to him too. And so um, I'll try and make this quick because this could have been an entire podcast, but uh, he, I don't know, there was like a whole thing. And then I 
me and one of the two people he misgendered on the first day of class went and spoke to the chair at the time of the film department. <laughs> and um, he basically like we were in there for like 40 minutes. We told him all the shit that was going down and how like also just the class was poorly run. Like there were no lessons, like we weren't learning anything. There were no grades. And it was like, there was a whole class where like he walked in and went on freesound.org and turned the lights off and then would play a different sound. And he'd be like, what do you think that is? And that was like the full two hours of the class, um, which is where my money was going. And um, so that didn't feel good. So anyway, we sat with this chair of the film department who is no longer the chair of the film department, I feel like I should add. Um, and uh, there was so much drama there. And um, he essentially, actually word for word said, it is in your own best interest that I don't do anything about this. And uh, I'm not gonna, it, this is just gonna be confidential and I'm not gonna tell anyone about this. And we were like, okay. And then um, a month passed and like taint started like actually really tormenting me in class. Like not just me, there were a few others, but like really like any chance he got, it was like a chance to just call me out and then I would not take it. So I would fight with him. And um, I'm sorry, I'm talking so much. <laughs> but no, no, no. This is a this is a riveting story. We love talking about trash men. And he is the trashiest. Um, the taintiest. So anyway, the taintiest, trashiest man. So we there was one day I wore a bunch of makeup and I came to class knowing that I was gonna I was gonna have a confrontation with him and I was like I'm not gonna cry. It's gonna be great. So. Um, Oh, I'm remembering what the confrontation was. He kept emailing my boss, Linda. Oh, maybe I shouldn't. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which is the first name. It's just the first name. Yeah, she could be anyone. And we loved and, her. And other co-workers at the cinema trying to like go behind my back and like get them to do like some special promotional stuff for the festival that I had already say said no to. So anyway... I called him outside of the class before class and I was like, you need to stop emailing my coworkers and asking them to do stuff for you that I've already said no to because they just keep forwarding me these emails and then I have to say no again. It's just going to keep coming to me. And then he was like, okay, well, the reason I want to talk to you is why did you go talk to the chair about me? Uh, which was in... Um, a confidential meeting as far as I knew. Um, but yeah, he uh, started yelling at me like a grown ass man yelling at me in the hallway in front of people being like, I never disrespected you. Name a time that I was disrespectful to anyone in this class. And I was like, you want me to name a time? And he was like, yeah. So I gave him a couple <laughs> examples <laughs> and um, he didn't love that. And then, um, yeah, he just kept yelling and then, I don't know, it's all kind of a blur. I started weeping, running through the halls of Mitchell Hall in <laughs> the basement. <laughs> then I ran into the bathroom to go cry and there was a janitor in there and I told him I was gonna go cry anyway. Um, so then it was just me in this bathroom with this janitor listening to me weep. Uh, <laughs> the basement of Mitchell is the most dramatic place in the world. 
Yes. I can't even count uh, how many times I dramatically wept <laughs> in that basement. But that was the worst. That one was the worst for sure. Because it's just like, why did he need to do any of that? I sh- he shouldn't have even known about that fucking meeting. I was told... I was told it was in my best interest that he didn't find out about this meeting. Um, well, here's the thing. Like, I feel like professors, instructors, whatever, like faculty of universities, I feel like they forget that we're, we're paying them for a service. Like this isn't public school teaching where, you know, we're little kiddos and we go to school for free more or less. It's like, we're paying the school for a service, a vast amount of money and I, I do feel, I'm sure it's, it's, well, I'm not, I'm sure I know it's, it's worse for, um, for women, but just that, like, it's very easy to get professors that look down upon their students, like they're nothing or with the hypercritical eye. The worst is when you get a professor that is like mad that you're taking their class, but you're not majoring in their field. It's like, don't blame me, bro. Like the school sets the GRE requirements. Like I had an astronomy professor and she was so harsh and mean to everyone who wasn't like in the sciences. It's like, okay, I want to learn about space. (laughs) And we needed some sort of science credit. Like we, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Riley. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask Riley like, how her professors and instructors have been particularly like in the virtual space is wayne state better than uwm yes i will say i like wayne state better than uwm um but virtually things haven't been the best but then again it's just really not my learning style because i I get for some people because like a lot of online classes are just kind of like hey do this reading do some work, you're done. So I get why some professors are choosing to do that rather than like virtual lectures, but I can't do that. I have the attention span of a rat. I can't just <laughs> read a book and do something. I, you know, I like having like a classroom discussion or like a lecture and it's Well, just- like it's one thing to like volunteer, voluntarily sign up for an online class where they like tailor the content of the class because they know it's online whereas like being forced into an online class environment where the content of the class is not meant to be online or like not meant to be taught virtually so it's totally valid to hate it and to feel crappy about it because it really is not for everyone and it's not what you signed up for and it's not what you're paying for no it's yeah this because I actually really like going to school I really like learning I think it's kind of fun um, so I, you know, like online classes just kind of suck all the joy out of learning for me. And I'm also at the point of my schooling where like the stuff I'm learning is stuff I need to know. And I don't feel like I'm learning or like absorbing anything with online classes. So that's why I'm taking the semester off. Cause I just kind of need to like wait until it's time to go back to school so I can actually learn and not feeling like I'm paying a little too much. Yeah, that's, I still, I still think about like, I mean, Ilya and I have said this all the time. We're, we feel so grateful that we're not in school during this pandemic for a multitude of reasons, but it is, I feel like it's not a lot of people's learning style to just kind of sit in front of a screen 
do you have uh, pre-recorded lectures or do you have like actual in-person well not in-person you know what I mean like live zoom lectures last semester the two lectures I did have were like live zoom ones and in one of them we would have break off rooms where there'd be like five of us who would talk about the readings and stuff but nobody would talk and sometimes I would like not turn on my camera but my mic and be like hey guys, did anyone do the reading? <laughs> like no one would say anything. So I'd just be sitting in a silent room for like five minutes. And that was terrible. But then my other one, um, she had three different slots you could choose and each one had like 10 people. So it was like an actual lecture discussion kind of thing. So I liked that. That is nice. I remember because I, 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 Riley, I saw you, was it in December, I think, or was it Thanksgiving? I think it was closer to Thanksgiving. I saw you in person in Detroit. Yes. And weren't you telling me, I remember you were like, you were telling me about an issue you had with one of your professors, but I don't remember what it was about. Yeah. It was just some like communication issues and she wasn't being very clear with like instructions and due dates and things would be posted on like Thursday and due on like Tuesday, but it'd be like five things that had to be done. Um, just like super last minute, you know, not always due on the same days, spread out weeks at a time sometimes. Um, and you know, one time there was like a communication error and I reached out to her and she was like, well, you should know the schedule of the class by now. Oh, I hate I that. Not, I couldn't know that because everything was just like so all over the place. It's like, yeah, like that's why I'm like having a hard time because I can't get into a groove. That's so annoying. She sounds like one of those professors that they they think that you think their class is the most important class you have at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was kind of like a, you know, she'd give us just a few days. So it's just kind of like a, I have to drop everything and now finish this rather than other things I had to do. I feel like even on top of like just during not a pandemic professors like forgetting that you have other classes besides just the class that they're teaching but I think during a pandemic I think a lot of professors and I've heard this from a lot of people that I know who are still in school are are like they say things like, oh my gosh, it's like a really crazy time for all of us. And then they're not accommodating at all. And um, they should be more understanding of the fact that this is like a really fucking hard time, especially for students who are like being forced to take classes in a, in a way that they didn't want to. And I know it's hard for teachers too. Like I have teachers on Facebook or whatever who talk about how it's hard to see all these black screens and teach to all these black screens and I feel that I feel for that 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 sucks but um and those are probably the teachers who are very accommodating are the ones who are posting that but I don't know I I think there needs to be a lot more leeway especially right now but in general for students who are uh, experiencing hardships like a pandemic or other things um where well, did did anyone else get like the the syllabi that would tell you the recommended hours of dedication like for the course? 
Did anyone get those? Yeah. Yeah. And they were, they're crazy. Like I remember dead ass. I got, I don't remember the class, but I got one that was like uh, total devoted time to this course over one semester is 275 hours. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, are you like, fucking kidding? three hours a night studying for this like yeah like like I have four other classes bro and a job and it's hypocritical because it's so much here's the thing with college like I I, it's become a kind of like a a meme image on the internet but that pyramid where one point is sleep one point is school and one point is like social and it kind of boils it down to to the basics where you can only have two like you can't have all three and it's true because college, like people tell you, you go to college to be successful and get an education, but then they're also like, oh, college is where you discover yourself and you go to parties and blah, blah, blah. You join a sorority, you join a frat. It's like, how are we expected to do all these things? It's mixed messaging. And on top of that, we're paying for all this. And then, and then they're forgetting too, that like a lot of, for the most part, people are also working a job in order to put themselves through college. I mean, there were times in college I was working like two jobs. I'd go to college and or I'd go to a job in the morning. I'd go to class and then I'd go to a different job <laughs> after class. Like there's no time to do anything, let alone sleep. Um, yeah, I don't even remember when I, like what, what were the points I was having fun? I feel like that was at work. <laughs> I was, that's where I was also socializing. <laughs> well, yeah, we got lucky. We got lucky. Had some cool people at work and movies. Yes. And popcorn. Lots of popcorn. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's true. Like lots of popcorn. We could have a whole episode on our experiences there. Mostly good, but there were some, oh God, I don't remember her <laughs> name, but the, the woman who like, she brought this, this is a quick side tangent. She would bring her own metal thermos to concessions no. And she wanted us to fill it with tea or coffee. It was usually coffee. And one, I remember I got into a fight with her like twice because she wanted to be charged once, like for one cup of coffee, even though her thermos was so goddamn big, we had to fill it with two. And then that shit, I don't know what that thermos was made out of, but that thing could burn hands in 0.2 seconds when it had hot coffee in it. It was not, it was not insulating at all. No, I remember we would just be like, can she not get like a cozy thing for it or whatever? Like, so that we don't actually get burned <laughs> from trying to help her. I was so grateful when they moved the like hot water thing for tea outside of the concession stand. Yes. So I didn't have to get her hot water anymore. Do it well, yourself, lady. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered how she handled it because she had like the frail and wrinkly hands. I don't know how she <laughs> handled it. Probably because they're so cold because she's old. <laughs> oh, wow. Fingerprints are just burnt to death. Like she literally physically cannot feel anything. Maybe. I believe that. She, she was that crazy. beautiful big hat she wore every day, right? Is that that lady? I think that was a different lady. Oh, we um, had so many wonderful ladies. <laughs> I a lady with a very nice hat. Yes, she would her. always be there first. And then there was the other lady who I do know her name, I guess I won't say it. Well, I don't know. She was nice, but she always, like, she was the one who would always ask a really, like, not okay question during every Q&A after a movie. And, and like, I remember our boss would be like, don't let her ask a question. 
at some point, <laughs> but she still would sneak her way in and, and ask a question that like A, didn't make sense or B, was just like not okay. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Speaking <laughs> of not okay, do you remember the, the really tall man that only brought the girls presents? I don't think I, <gasps> yes. Did he give Beanie Babies? Yes, yes. Beanie <laughs> Babies and like candy. Wait, he wait. gave me a beanie and like an Irish beanie baby because my name's Riley, but like I'm not really Irish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was like, was he sweet? Because that's a creepy gesture, but I don't think he was sweet. No, was, I didn't like that. <laughs> he never gave me a present, but I do remember he one time just like for like a really long time told me about the Taco Bell downstairs in the union. And I, I still wasn't sure if he was pro or against Taco Bell, but he had, because it just, like, he was really, had a lot to say. But I never got a gift, so I don't know. Uh, I never got one, one either. One more Union Cinema. Do you guys remember, <laughs> do you guys remember the ghost of the Union Cinema? Yes. Yes. Of course. I love him. What was his real name? Patrick? Oh, can you just stop? I'm sorry. I'm name. He's not gonna listen. No, he's not. But he, he would always be like, I'm the ghost of the union cinema. I worked here in the 80s. I was a custodian. Wait, this is a real person yes. calling themselves the ghost yes. of the union cinema. Oh yeah. no, 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 honey. And he would sing to us about popcorns, but he would call them cornies or something like little corns. We could have, honest to God, had a workplace comedy about Union Cinema. It's not too late. <laughs> the thing is, though, all our guy... film majors write it up. <laughs> I would believe that guy was a ghost, though, because he like did look at, like he was out of the eighties because he had that like mustache. I saw him a lot. Breaker, you know, <laughs> like I, I, he, I. Well, he used to come into my other work beans and barley all, all the time so but maybe he haunted that place too but they had another name for him there can i say yes they all called him chicken dinner guy <laughs> 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 or they'd be like the chicken dinner's coming in <laughs> he also stole all the napkins every time i mean it wasn't feeling they were free but he, there would be a lot of napkins and most people would take like a few but we'd see him coming in and we'd be like, okay, put more napkins out because he, we knew he'd take them. <laughs> anyway. Imagine being that guy, like the guy they have to put more napkins out for. <laughs> <laughs> or just like be ready to restock after he leaves because there won't be any left. That's a tough like shtick to have. <laughs> I can't imagine being the guy that everywhere you go, they have a different nickname for you. <laughs> I love that. We just, yeah, we just got a lot of quirky old folks at the Union Cinema, like our median age of customer or audience member was like, what, 61 probably, 60, maybe higher. <laughs> um, but it was a good time. I mean, as you put in the outline, Robin, like truly the highlight of my college experience was working there and meeting you guys and having our little family and watching movies. I, I, True. I still tell people that was the only job I've ever had that didn't feel like work. It felt like I was going to like a club or something. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, not gonna lie, I would show up so high to every shift <laughs> and just yes. drink like three cans of Lacroix, take money out the little tip jar. 
Yes, well, that was... get yourself a snack. <laughs> oh, we did do that, didn't we? Yeah. Wait, oh my God, I forgot we did that. We called... literally would take money out of the tip jar and buy ourselves snacks. Because <laughs> it wasn't really a tip jar. It was like the take a penny, leave a penny or whatever. That's true. But we, so we would, we would take a penny and we'd buy ourselves <laughs> a little candy bar. Because everything was so cheap. Yeah, that was the best. I would get a, a nice little 79 cent cup of tea. Oh my god! I remember like when people would put quarters in that little leave a penny jar. I would be like, Robin, they put quarters. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that was fucking exciting because they would put dollars in there. Yes, during yes during the film festival, especially the French ones. The French, the people that run the French film festival were kind of mean, but the attendees very generous. Could not agree more. <sighs> anyway um that was a tangent but is there still anything college related it was still college related is there anything else college related that we should touch on I mean I kind of I put in the LA and we didn't really talk about this but personally like I'm in a weird space right now and the pandemic has complicated it but I'm trying to figure out like if I do want to go to grad school and what that looks like because I've kind of been like pulled into the lure of what I was talking about earlier in terms of like the clout of college. Cause I keep telling myself, Oh, if I'm going to go, if I'm going to go to grad school, I want to go to like a good grad school. You know, I don't just want to like go to any old grad film studies program, but. Is that what you would study? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause that's what I'm truly care about. But I think grad programs, they don't, Again, it's like they leave it up to you to make those connections, which I, I get is, is somewhat reasonable, but I feel like grad programs don't really prepare you for what you're like, what are you doing there? And I've heard that grad programs can be really intense um, and ask a lot of you. And I can't think of anyone who was able to have a, a job where they can legitimately support themselves while being in grad school. And that's really scary, especially since it's been normalized that if you're going to go to grad, you go there right after undergrad. And I was like, hell no, I need a gap year. Forget a semester. I need a gap year just because when you're in a program, let alone two, that's so reading and writing intensive, I was just burnt the heck out. Um, so I don't know. It's just a weird spot because I also see all these things too, where it's like, oh, I regret going to grad school. What a waste of two years. Like it didn't get me anything except another piece of paper. And I'm like, oh, shit especially with film studies like if people think it's a dying field and it's just a lot well don't listen to them first of all it's not a dying field those people probably all took latin and that's a bad <laughs> language <laughs> good comeback you're you're Thanks. right i took latin <laughs> at nova classical academy um but i, I hear what you're saying and um First of all, I think a lot of grad programs, I mean, the ones you should be looking at are the ones that pay you. Like, don't fucking settle for one that you have to pay a shit ton of money and then also provide for yourself. Like, right. you deserve to I be think, paid. I think a lot of grad programs, like, almost kind of come with some type of, like, apprenticeship or you should at least get an apprenticeship or I think that's what they're called. Yeah, like, yeah, like you would be a grad apprentice in a, in a specific area on your campus. And like that will, that alone will pay for your graduate degree. Like that's usually how it works is like, you can go to school with your apprenticeship and that will pay for your school or that will like help you pay for school. Well, I think I get nervous here. I'll put it this way. 
I'm a competitive person literally only when it comes to like games that don't matter in the grand scheme of life. I'm not competitive like anywhere else. And I was also kind of burnt out. I don't know if anyone else experienced this in their degrees, but I felt very burnt out from the competitive atmosphere of film studies. It was just like a bunch of smart people that all thought they were right and were trying to prove they were right. And I just have this stigma in my head that grad school is going to be that, but worse and that I am not cut out to handle that. (laughs) So I don't, I don't know. Is anyone else like interested in grad school? Is it just me? I'm holding up my hand to show that I'm a tiny, it's starting to bloom in me that I might be a tiny, tiny bit interested, but I also don't know. Cause I don't know what I want to exactly be doing, but uh, I can speak a little bit for this same thing. Can I talk about Will, my boyfriend who also, yeah. He, he, I'm pointing behind me because he's in the room that's that way. And Will is also a film studies student. Yes. yes. You guys had some classes together, I believe. We did. I love that guy. Tell him I said hi. Oh, I will. He, he'll listen to this. He told me he will. Shout out. Hey, ah. Will. Sorry, I'm talking <laughs> about you. Um, but like, he's kind of been in a similar boat where he's starting to be like, I don't know, maybe I want to do grad school, but I don't know if that's kind of what I want to do or like I mean he's been wanting to get something like a job film studies related but it's been a little bit difficult and will it be easier will it just be the same amount of difficultness if I get another degree is it worth you know and like and you said like it's hard to have a job while you're doing grad school and that's like a real thing I have a cousin who's about to start grad school at Harvard (laughs) and um she was telling me like grad school is like a fucking full-time job and not even just the application process for applying to grad schools is very time consuming and like it takes in like energy draining and people don't even talk about how much like you even said you were very drained, Zach. I'm not saying who I'm looking at right now, if that doesn't make sense. Zach was even saying that he was very drained at the end of school. And I don't know where I'm going with this right now, but I think <laughs> that you're uh, correct in saying that, um, I don't know. Uh, I've been a little, <laughs> I've been a little bit thinking about grad school, but I don't know. It's like an overwhelming thought because that's a whole other thing to commit to. And like, right now is the first time in my life that I've not been in school, which is like crazy. Um, and I don't know if I want to go back to it, but I also like having a routine and like, um, yeah, but I wouldn't do it if I'm not getting paid. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. And now that you guys reminded me, I shouldn't do it without getting paid either, but, uh, I feel like that you touched on something that is important to discuss. Like, I, I think that colleges don't, and, and again, I do think it's fair to ask this of them since we're paying obscene amounts of money, um, for tuition, but I don't think they invest enough time and energy in preparing their graduates for a multitude of things. I don't think they, they invest in preparing them for grad school. I feel like a lot of colleges don't give a shit about grad students, Um, at least when it comes to certain fields, like I didn't feel that way at all when it came to, uh, letters and science, which is, you know, those are the, the Englishes and film studies and languages, blah, blah, blah. I feel like grad programs are valued for 
science and engineering degrees because that's something a school can point at and like point at data so that they can get funding to build a new pretty science building or something like that um but they can't do that as much as letters and science people so i don't think they prepare us for that i don't think they prepare their students for that shock of like of graduating school and and for a lot of people you know if we follow the traditional schooling timeline that's the first time you're not in school the first time in your life since you know since before kindergarten so for nearly 20 years of our lives we're in school and then all of a sudden we're not and for a lot of people that can lead to distress confusion uh, mental health issues like a lot of things i don't think the schools care about that i think they only care about like professional development um, and getting you out into the quote-unquote workforce, which of course is a whole different thing these days, because there's a lot of grads that just can't get jobs because it's so competitive. I just went on a tangent, but <laughs> something I'm passionate yeah. about. I think that's a lie. A lot of us consider grad school too in the first place is because like school is our comfort zone. So not being in school is weird. And it's like, even though it kind of sucks, we're like, oh, I'd rather push myself through a few more years of school just to be back in my comfort zone but it is nice not having homework so that is a silver lining <laughs> that was super dope to be like holy shit I don't have to write a four-page paper tonight <laughs> I Riley. just feel so un oh sorry no 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 say I was just doing. gonna say I feel really unmotivated being outside of school like again like you said at the very beginning of this like you, you liked my final film but it wasn't my final film but like I have not made a film since then and like I have ideas or whatever and I mean I wrote some stuff but like I have and, and I bought this very expensive camera on eBay that I was like I'm gonna do stuff with this and I this was months ago I have not used it <laughs> and I don't know why I'm scared <laughs> to well, use it. the pandemic is a huge asterisk on this of course you can't do things the same as you could have done <laughs> something you can lean on so don't feel too bad okay I won't thank you <laughs> um Riley did you have any aspirations for grad school or further schooling after this no <laughs> big mood I'm so tired of school I'm taking this semester off and it feels so good because I'm finally not in school for like the first time in my life and I I actually feel really motivated to do stuff and I'm finding myself and I don't even want to go back and finish school but I have to but I know that if like when I finish eventually there's no way in hell I'm going back good on you that's actually you just made me think of something I, I don't have a lot of clarity on it but the idea of not finishing school like dropping out of school is kind of terrible when you think about it because you could drop out of school with like one semester left and that could be a completely valid personal choice and literally like all that like you still have to pay you know so they want to be all about like paying for tuition paying for their service when you decide that schooling isn't for you because I know that's what leads a lot of people to dropping out they just realize it's not for them but I do think it's kind of shitty when at that point they're like oh okay We'll give us our fucking money and we'll give you nothing in return. I mean, I guess you could have gotten quote unquote experience, but we're obviously dis, um, disincentivized. Is that the word? Disincentivized? In incentive? You know what I'm trying to say. It's frowned upon to, to drop out of school or a program um, because I think that 
the university system just kind of makes it difficult. I mean, I guess Riley could speak on the the act of transferring schools, which I'm sure is also not pleasant, but is it not pleasant? What were you saying? Sorry. No, what did you say? Oh, I said transferring was terrible. Yeah, I'm sure it involved a lot of phone calls and emails, didn't it? Yeah. And a lot of like, you know what? A class name will be like so similar. And I'll be like, well, this is what I learned. That's exactly what this class would be. Why didn't the credit transfer? And they'll be like, well, you have to contact that teacher and get a syllabus and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is so much work. It's the same class. It's about money. Like they want, you know, they want you to spend more time in school so they can make more money. And I think that's, again, we can go back to what we talked about at the beginning. Capitalism is the root of all of this, where it's like people can proselytize all they want about like, oh, education, higher education. It's so important. It's so enriching. But, you know, even if it's a public school, like the three of us went to a public state school, it's still about money and it's about image and you know like alumni and investing in pretty buildings and blah 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 to get more money and it's just frustrating for the common student especially when you have so many shuffling through the doors each year it can be very easy to feel lost I mean obviously it's a privilege to be able to go to college like the idea of going to college and being able to even vaguely afford it is a privilege when a lot of people can't do that but that doesn't mean that we as students or ex-students don't have the right to advocate for better systems and professors that don't misgender people and treat them like shit. Yeah, You're, I retweet to all yeah, of that. Do you see my my soapbox I just stepped on top of? Yeah, you're Center. so much taller now <laughs> on that box, yeah. I don't know. And it sucks because like the times that I did try to fucking advocate for myself in college and like when I did eventually go to the dean of students and like I brought Riley was there. I brought so many students like with stories about professors in the film department specifically to come forward and like we were building a case. There were lawyers involved as far as I was told. I never fucking met a lawyer, but um and then I, I knew too, and I kept saying to them, like, I feel like you're just waiting for me to graduate and then you're going to sweep this under the rug. And they were like, no, 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 we're taking care of this. Um, well, I have sources who are still there <laughs> and nothing was taken care of and nothing has moved forward. And uh, they did just wait for me to graduate so that they could pretend it never happened. That's my story. Yeah. And that happens a lot with, this is kind of a whole different topic, but that similar thing of sweeping under the rug happens with sexual assault cases on campuses too, of course. We've heard Absolutely. all about that because it's about image. But uh, do we have anything else we'd like to discuss? Anyone have anything pressing on their brains and minds? Because oh. <laughs> if not, we, we try and make it a habit to end on something vaguely positive. And I kind of had an idea as to what we could do i'm ready <laughs> um well yeah, since it. we've already you know the the three of us unfortunately ely did not work with with us at the union cinema but since we've already talked all about that maybe we could end with what our favorite class was during our college time mm, that's cute i have one if you guys need thinking time yeah, yeah? okay um 
Okay, well, I think my favorite class, of course, I'm, I'm inclined to pick a film studies one, but I took a class called American Road Films, taught by Miss Molly McCourt, who's my favorite instructor that I had while I was in school. And I just thought it was really interesting. Like I, I thought that, you know, people, it's an easy joke to look at class titles and be like, how the hell are you going to fill a semester with something like that? But I don't know, I thought it was really enriching in the way she formatted it, taught me a lot about just film discourse in general. And I also like, I, I liked to think about my time in film studies and the individual classes as to like, which class had the highest volume of good and interesting movies. Because let me tell you, there were some other classes I took that I, it was like a snooze fest. And I love movies, but like, I'm sorry, my realism class I'm traumatized by realism because of that class now I <laughs> slept through half of it, but the American road films class, we just watched so many good things and things I hadn't seen before then. Like we watched Thelma and Louise and Badlands and Paris, Texas and the adventures of Priscilla queen of the desert, which was right at the end because it's not American, it's Australian, but it was a really great movie. Um, so yeah, I think that's the one I would have to pick. And I got a 95 on the final paper, which made me happy. Yes, I love that. Who'd like to go next? I can go. Go off. That's not okay. going to be the Zen class. I know that. No, that's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. Um, I'm trying to choose. Can I say two very quickly? Yeah, why not? Okay. I liked my music video production class that I took. Uh, I thought that was awesome. And I got to work with a really cool band and um at the end my my music video that I made ended up screening at the Milwaukee Film Festival so that was very cool wow I know that was fun and they gave out a lot of swag to the filmmakers (laughs) they like to receive free things uh and then I also had a really cool sex and gender in film and video class um that was taught by one of our co-workers at the Union Cinema wait Uh, who was it Ariel Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, we love her. We do. We do. Um, yeah, she was awesome. And she, she taught that class and it was just like, I really liked any class where it was like a pretty small group. I don't know. That's kind of more my learning environment of choice. And it was a pretty small class and it was just very like, I don't know, all the, we gave each other some really good criticism. I think some of the most like honest and like personal projects I ever made were in that class. And uh, we just explored a lot and watched some really interesting stuff, Um, like a wide range of things. We watched Fight Club. We watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. We watched some Sex in the City. We watched one of Steve Wetzel's films, the new chair of the film department. Um, A whole lot of stuff. And it was really great. So that one. That's awesome. Riley, what about you? Um, okay, I'm gonna just briefly give three for like. Oh, that means Ely has to do four. Um, Phil Major, I forget the name of the class. It was some writing class taught by Sky Hopinka, um, who's an amazing filmmaker, super cool dude. Um, that one was fun because we watched a lot of good stuff in it, like Lahane, um, In the Mood for Love, Chunking Express. Um, and plus, like, I got to write some fun papers in that, like, we had to write something using a form of irony. So I wrote ET fan fiction, but like yes. this, the fanfic had like an ironic plot to it. So like 
that was a really fun class. Um, then my favorite special education class at UWM was one where I got to go into a classroom and work with kids. And the classroom was kindergarten classroom, um, part special ed, part English language learners. So that was really cool and fun. And then my favorite class at uh, Wayne State in Detroit has been becoming an urban educator because in that class we talked about like a lot of really interesting things like how to incorporate like the values of Black Lives Matter into your classroom, how to deal with like grief when like a student passes away or something like that. We just covered like a lot of topics that, you know, I, I would love to know that other classes usually don't talk about. So that was fun. That's great actually. I'm glad that that's being offered, especially in a city like Detroit. Yeah. Okay, Yuli, go off. You got to name four classes. Okay, I actually just, wrote uh, out. No, no, I like legit wrote out. I was like, what are some of my favorite classes? And I and I do have one, two, three, four. Oh, <laughs> I wow. do have four. Okay, um, first was Business of Entertainment, which I talked about earlier, but it was like our teacher had like produced a couple of movies in the past. And so he was like, oh, I never learned all this stuff in film school. So I just wanted to like teach you guys like the basics, like everything I wish I knew. So basically he was like teaching us like all the steps of like producing a film or a TV show. And our final project was that we had to take like all of our assignments throughout the week and compile them into like a lookbook. And then like, we got to pick if we were gonna do like a reboot of a TV show or a movie or like have our own thing. And so I did like a reboot of Friends. And so I made my whole lookbook like Friends themed and we got to like cast our show and like do all this cute stuff. So that was fun. And then um, I took another class uh, that was called Rhetoric of Social Movements. And that was really interesting. Um, and I got to read Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay, which was really good. And it was really interesting. And that was just a good class. I feel like we covered a really wide range of movements throughout our country's history. So that was interesting. Um, Business of Music, which was really interesting too. Yeah, we got to watch a documentary about Outcast. <laughs> so that was funny. Um, and of then- Of uh, fame? Yes, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm also yes. a fan of Miss Jackson. Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, so we got know. to watch <laughs> we got to watch a documentary about them, and then um, I don't remember what the class was called, but it was basically a social media class, and the the t the professor was um, uh, the social media person for the Brewers, so that was really cool, and that was probably what I learned like the most for my like for what I do now. So um, yeah, that was just really cool, and really fun good times so you're cool and fun <laughs> everybody on this episode is we are aren't we yes <laughs> yeah and on, on that note i i really do appreciate you guys joining us thank you yes oh, thank you so yeah. much it was so nice to meet you yes you guys I'm had a lot of <laughs> <laughs> so nice to meet you, Donna. Though, right, with like an E at the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been scared. I'm gonna say it wrong, so I've been avoiding it. But Ileana. Yeah. I'm happy I met you. <laughs> me too. Yes. This was fun. Yeah. So nice to meet you. <laughs> yes. Continuing our tradition of women guests only. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Keep that should be. We hate men. <laughs> we hate men. I hate myself. Just no. kidding. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know. I have a lot of self-love. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. Well, I don't even know when a man will be involved, but I'm I'm liking this trend. Women yeah. are just are just good communicators better. and easy to talk to. They're just better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thanks again for joining us. And um, I'm really excited to play games with you guys tomorrow. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'm too long. I'm sorry. That's my fault for no, sure. No, it's okay. You're, <laughs> you were out there working on a film set. What would you say? Like 12 hours a day? It was 12 hours a day, but I was there for longer because my half hour lunch break wasn't a part of it. Ooh. I was gone for a fucking long time. It's good to be back. It's weird. Not like I wasn't here in my home. Anyway, we'll we'll talk about it tomorrow. It's fine. Yeah, we yeah, but I'm glad you're back too, and I'm glad we can have a game night. And I'm excited to spar some quips with y'all on Quiplash. You know, this is actually going to be a good test because I think Nick is like he's pretty funny. You know, he's like a person you point to and be like Nick's funny, but testing him out on Quiplash is a whole different thing. It's yeah, a real, that's the real relationship test yeah mm-hmm. so we'll see and and the inventions one. Oh, the inventions one we yeah it's good. know what he invents yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time so i'm excited to see you guys again tomorrow but yeah i guess we should we should sign off to our little have a good night thing okay <laughs> i will start it say it say maybe, it all. maybe our guest should do it say it, say it. <laughs> Have a good Try night. and say it at the same time. Oh. Try and say it. Oh. Okay, sorry. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Okay, Riley, are you ready? Yes. Should we count or something? <laughs> the pressure. Okay, I'm gonna point and then we'll do it. But there's a lag. Yuli, what did you do? <laughs> Comedy. That's what I did. Okay, we'll shut up now so they can do it. Just should we just count? Sure. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. One, two. Three, have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) That was incredible. (laughs) I think that was as good as it could have gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. It felt really good. That was great. Thank you guys for doing that. (laughs) Of course.